Love Talk Radio. Rodney Perry, you're doing the right prayer. I beat the system by serving up this long 
shit's long. Oh, God. Come on, Jay. <laughs> hey, it's your boy, Rodney Perry. Doing it right, Perry Live. Check this out. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that it was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting shit. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. I've been broke as hell, cast a check and bounce back. D-Town LAX, every week I bounce back. Nobody, always on the job. I got no hobbies. Got the city with me, cause I'm home. Bro, vibing out more than my phone. No, leave me alone. Me on my own, no. Look, I got the bit up like an edit. My daddy is a genetic. I heard you know it's pathetic. The contrast to be shredded. So my dog's on a private jet from the public house. And I kept a G, yeah, one thousand. Click stars, set it like the Paramount money. Everything I do is righteous. Betting on me is a right risk. Even in a crisis, I'm never on some switch of sides. I switch gears to the night shift. Blacking out cause I'm enlightened. God talk to me in silence. But I hear him every time, man. Thank you, God. God bless you. Thank Last you so much. I took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that I was real when I hit it, bounce back. Try to stop me, it's gonna be some dread. Be 
almost zero problems, big fella. Yup. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dread. I 
Popeye Percocet and only caught a bug. And if that label try to stop me, they gon' be some crazy Weezy fans waiting in the lobby. No like Different kind of ways. I just bought a bike. 
Need to lose some weight. I'm beating a big fat system by riding that damn bike. How about that? I'm about to play this commercial. I'll be right back, y'all. Can't beat all the systems. Did anybody see the Oscars? I haven't seen Moonlight. Have anybody seen Moonlight? I haven't seen it. It's supposed to be an amazing movie. Angel Eyes, have you seen it? Let's see who this on the line is. Hey, you on Roddy Perry Live, 470. What up? What is it? It's Natural Beauty. Hey, Natural Beauty. What was you trying to say? I was like, what? She, she getting philosophical. I am trying to tell you about uh, how we are beating the system by adding diversity and inclusion into the fandoms, kind of like Dragon Cons and everything. But we're including everyone, you guys. Um, it's a very, very good movement. We are breaking the system. Universal so, fan so, con. So what is fan con? I don't know about that. Okay, fan con is a con that's dedicated to all um disabled LGBT community, um, including everyone. Every, you know, they always try to make it just for this person or that person, but this is for Everyone, Universal Fan Con is dedicated to being the first ever multi-fandom con dedicated to inclusion, highlighting women, LGBT community, the disabled, and persons of color. So you guys should join us in making, you know, diversity fandom the greatest superpower. So so this is your idea, this is your thing? This, I am in communications with Universal Fan Con. This is a... Movement that I really support. I think it's a very good, you know, movement, especially for now. Everything that's going on now, you know, we just need to just spread love and include everyone. How, how did they win you over? Like, like, what was special about this organization that you're like, you know, what I want to, I want to help. I want to be a part of it. Um, I think it's because, well, I know it's because I can relate. Um into the inclusion of all, you know, in, inclusion of all. I, I, I want everyone included. I don't, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to be, I like diversity. I, each one, teach one. Um, you can learn from everyone, you know. Um, I don't want anyone left out. We don't want anyone left out. I, I just say I because I'm speaking from me first and then right. Universal Fan Con, and that's what it represents, and that's what I represent. Is there, is there a website where I can look that up? Yes, it's www.universalfancon.com. Um, and if you want to sponsor, become an affiliate, or just, you know, spread the word, that's where you need to go. And the link is in my bio um, on Periscope if you want to click that. Also, we have a Twitter, um, Universal Fan Con. Uh, we have Instagram, uh, Facebook. So you guys go and follow us. Um, I'm Natural Beauty. You can, you know... Let them know I sent you. Wow. So, so uh, Geek is Universal, Universal Fan Con, Baltimore Convention Center. They got an event coming up. So this is a big deal. Yes. Wow. Okay, it's interesting. All right. Is the movie, uh, comics, anime, gaming, they, they have a yes. pretty wide stretch of uh, uh, 
uh, reach looks like? Yes. All right, good stuff. Well, all right, uh, sexy beauty. Thank you, Ronnie. You know I always check you out. Yo, I really appreciate it. Thank you for calling in. Hey, y'all, this I is hope to see you Perry. there, Rodney. Huh? You know what? I won't be in Baltimore. I got to work that, that day. But, um, I mean, keep me abreast of it. You never know. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Thank you. Especially if they, especially if they hire me, I definitely will be there. Rodney, hit us up on the email. No doubt. Hey, y'all. Give us a call. You see how we how you call in live? We live. The number is six four six 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 eight 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 three seven six four six 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 eight 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 three seven. What's up, Miss Green? Give me a call. It's Rodney Perry. We are live right now. Blog Talk Radio. Let's do this. Send out to the people. Send out to the world. Boom. We live right now. It's going down. Uh-oh. Atlanta in the building. Hey, y'all, this is your boy, Roddy Perry. You're doing the Roddy Perry Live. Who is this? Hey, y'all. Hey, this Leslie. What's up, Leslie? Miss Green. How you doing, Miss Green? Okay, I got you on my RTSB Periscope so I can still see you. Okay, well, turn that down so I, can't, I don't have to hear myself. Okay, well, turn that down so I can't, I don't have to hit myself. Okay, okay, so I'm going to tell you what my beat the system thing is. You ready? Beat the system. My beat I can't the wait for this. Is I have an online designer consignment boutique. Okay. Called Tell a Friend. And because I have like a huge, very bad shopping habit, this way. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you get it. So this way, when so I you, shop, so you, so you get to shop, and for other people, basically, website sell, huh? What's the website? It's p s s t telefriend dot com. Oh, that's dope. Is it is it two t's p s s t t e l l a f R-I-E-N-D dot com. I just post, I just put it up on my, art under my casting company, um, Periscope. Tell a friend, that's dope. <laughs> I like And you that. know, the, the whole, the whole idea behind it is as women, when we shop and we find a a good spot for discounts or just good. Well, how you, I mean, don't you when you go in the consignment, don't you gotta try this stuff all? I mean, how you know it's gonna fit if you do it online? Well, we had our first pop up shop last Saturday. We found a space, we rented out a space and we sent out invitations. We we um advertised on social media and we had an in store. You do, you so do uh, men's, y'all do men's stuff too, primarily women's stuff. Primarily women, but we had a few men's items. Wow, this is dope. The site looks dope. Thank you. I did that. You like, so, how did, so how did you have this idea? What did it come about? How did it come about? You beating the system. I love it. 
So I was in LA. Um, I love consignment shop shopping. That's that's my right. My thing. my my wife and my daughters do too. Yeah. I all I'm always looking for a good deal, but because you know I started in having too many clothes, and because I take care of myself, I'll buy stuff to wear to these events. I keep seeing you at. And I realized I don't ever wear these things. I end up coming right. in the same, you know, in a pair of jeans and a cute T-shirt, but I done bought three or four dresses to wear to these outfits. Right. So what I do is I opened up a little boutique so that I can sell the stuff that I don't wear. I love it. So you really you really still just shopping for yourself, and then anybody that's your size is going to come up. No. Because I also <laughs> sell what people can sign. So people come through me to consign their stuff. So you'll see stuff on my website that are other so that, like what, that belong to other people. You, you, you're bigger than a consignment store because you, you, have, you can have more inventory without the infrastructure of the space. Exactly. Wow. Is anybody, and then we do little pop-up shops. I love it. This seems like an amazing idea. Is it, it, I missed what you said. I said, is anybody else in that space? It seems like it's a great idea. Like, I never heard it. There are a couple of people doing pop-up shops, but I haven't seen one similar to what I've been doing. My goal is to do I mean, I get a lot of stuff consigned different sizes, so we have all sizes from size 2 on up. Um my specialty, because I like designer clothes, are like designer high-end stuff. Um, Gucci, Prada. Like the and, nice bags and Gucci and wow. Yes. And, and so you, you get So when you say 25 to 70% off, is that off what it would have been retail or off your price? Would it have been retail? We get way more off than what you would pay for retail. Man, this is dope. I love it. Yo, Ms. Green, this so is really to feed, So to feed my shopping addiction, it has become a business. Wow, hey man, you made lemons you made lemons out of lemonade just now. I love it. Thank you, Rodney. Very dope. How you doing? You know, Ms. Green is the first person to show me Periscope, so thank you so much, baby. Anytime, darling. Anytime. Take care of yourself. All right, no doubt. Hey, thanks for the call. All right. Hey, I just Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. That's Miss Green. She got the website. It's called Tell a Friend. If you like consignment shopping, you go right online and shop from your desk, ladies. What up, Phoenix, Arizona? My man, Curran Senior, chiming in, hollering at the homie, RTS Casting. Give me a call, 646-668-8837. How are you beating the system, man? Share the wealth. Ms. Green said, I'm beating the system, man. I'm shopping too much. I'm going to turn that into a business. How you beating the system? I'm tell you what I'm doing. I'm still a cable. My neighbor never got cable. I'm, I climbed on the roof. I got some speaker wire. And now I have cable too. That's how I beat the system. Hey, guys, Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We'll play some more music and we'll be right back with more of the show.
Don't go nowhere.
It's your boy Roddy Perry, Jr. to Roddy Perry. Beat the system. <laughs> Tony said, beat the system like I did in that movie. Running, uh, snap the chains. How you beating the system, man? How y'all doing? Somebody asked me, uh, what do I think about Donald Trump? Donald Trump is an interesting dude. Like him or not. He's full of bad energy, though, is my opinion. Like, the guy has infected the, the world with all his bad energy. In turn, people are, are acting bad. You know what I mean? Black people, white people. I mean, I mean it's just like, it's just like uh, everybody's so angry right now. Wasn't like that. Like, Obama had a certain calming effect, whether you liked him or not. And so now we have all this manic energy going around. How can you control a man with his money, with his own money? I agree he's red and don't know how to treat his wife. Well, I don't know how he treat his wife. She's she there. I mean, history, history, history is going to tell us about the president. Think about the president. You can't really judge a president now. You can judge a president after 20 years, and and what's what he what he did and, and how it still affects people. What's up, Fremont? See you, it's your boy Rodney Perry. Going down. Day is an incredible day. I'm gonna get y'all this right here. When a stroke strikes. It spreads like a fire in the brain. The longer it goes undetected, the more damage is done. To spot the signs of a stroke, you have to think and act fast. F. Face. Has their face fallen on one side? Can they smile? A. Arms. Can they raise both arms and keep them there? F. Speech. Is their speech slurred? Key, time. Just like a fire, it's time to call 999 if you see any single one of these signs. The faster you act, the more of the person you save. When stroke strikes, act fast. Yo, it's your boy Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Anybody that don't know I had a stroke almost three months ago now, September 30th, October, November, December, and we're January. Almost four months. So I'm all about stroke awareness. A friend of mine, because of knowing what I went through, he knew the signs that got his Significant other to the hospital in a timely manner. Well done. Oh, no, right there. I'm glad you're okay. Hey, natural beauty. I'm wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. On the main line, tell them what you want. Wow, she beat it at age 93. Wow, that's amazing, man. God bless your grandmother, uh, RTS Casting. I'm doing great, Miss Indy Peach. Master 2010 in the building. Kiki, how you doing, baby? 
Give me a call. We're talking about beating the system today. 646-668-8837. I loved you. And Tommy, oh, my God. Absolutely recipes, Tommy Ford, man. Amazing guy. I said this the other day. I was talking to my buddies, and I realized something. We trust Siri or our GPS more than we trust God sometimes, right? If you dial the address in the, in the Siri or in the, in the GPS, you just know it's going to work. If you ask God for something, do you really know, you know, it's going to work? Do you just trust that? I mean, that, that's, the, that's the essence of faith. That's what faith is. Faith is knowing that it's going to work, whether you like it or not. Wow. It's Rodney Perry. Tune in to Rodney Perry Live. What we're going to do is uh, rock this for a second, and then we'll be right back. It is going down on the Rodney Perry Show every day. Without faith, what do we have? Well said. What do we have? So it's going down here every Tuesday from 12 to 2, or as long as I feel like. As long as I got a bottle of water. I just got here, and I think I'm losing signal already. Hello? I just Can you hear me now? I'm familiar with a deal. Killed it. Hello, it's me I was wondering if after all these years You'd like to me to go over everything They say the time's supposed to heal you But I ain't done much healing Hello, can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming about who we used to be When we were younger and free I've forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet There's such a difference between us and a million miles
to talk about myself, I'm sorry. I hope that you will. Did you ever make it out of that town where nothing happened? It's no secret that the both of us are running out of time. So Roddy Perry live. Like I said, 
excited about this show today. I'm about to do this, y'all. Hold on, let me let me let me pull this in. You know, I got I got stuff. I got stuff I'm about to do. Y'all ain't ready for this. That that right there. So, we're here today. It's your boy Rodney Perry. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for kicking. I'm, I'm pushing buttons and whatnot. I'm like, what is he doing? I don't know what the hell I'm doing again. So, so, so this is the deal. We're almost 50 minutes into the show. Play some music, talk some talk, kick some kick it. Social media is open. You're open. How are you beating the system? There's many ways to do that. Beat the system any any way, a thousand ways to beat the system. What's the system? The system might be uh, 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 if you're a transgender, beating the system might be, you know, making a transition. You know, you, you came out one way, but you're like, you know what? This ain't what I'm supposed to be. Right? That's beating the system. Maybe beating the system is um uh, is like maybe beating the system is uh you know I mean it could be any number of things. We're going to look into that today. We're going to talk about that, kick it. Uh, let me play this, and then we'll be right back in a couple seconds. Rodney Perry, you're doing the Rodney Perry Live. First of all, the, the beautiful thing about doing this show is I, I, I don't know if y'all know this, but I only talk to my friends. I only talk to people that I like, people that I, that I enjoy their music, people I enjoy their comedy, and this is definitely one of those guys, man. I don't even know if he remember this, but we go back – to University Arkansas Pine Bluff, the wow. the day he probably was the only one that actually got paid <laughs> <laughs> without any further ado, <laughs> let me bring to the to the to the uh Roddy Perry live show uh one of the premier vocalists of our time, uh my homeboy from from the Midwest, Chicago, by Aurora, Illinois. Let, let's just really be specific. One of the coldest cats in the game with classic hits that that always make the ladies scream. Ah, Carl Thomas, Carl Thomas. Ladies and gentlemen, show some love, Carl Thomas. What's up, man, dog? What's going on, Rod? Man, man, do you remember that? Do you remember what? Yeah, on? I do remember Pine Bluff. U H E B, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Homecoming, man, and it was a trip because I remember going. I bet Carl got paid. 
Yeah, that's where that's where I get my reputation hard to work with because I got paid. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, and I'm and I'm not mad at that, Carl, because one thing that that I was even able to see back then is your business was Trump tight. What's the difference in hard to work with and just being a businessman? No, I think the difference. I think uh, the difference between hard to work with and uh, uh, just being a businessman is. Uh, um, being a businessman is just really just knowing knowing the climate of what you're doing, and uh, and um, you know understanding that that y- your arrangement is the arrangement for services. So um, an arrangement for services is uh, you have you have to remember that um, you're a product just like uh, bare aspirin or or or, mm-hmm. or you know joy dish detergent or something like that. Uh, if you went to the store and Joy cost three fifty, a bottle of Joy cost three fifty, and you went up to the cash register and said, "Look, man, I only got two seventy five. Work with me." <laughs> right. <laughs> That's really not gonna get you no Joy. No. You know what no I mean? Joy. So you have to handle yourself as a product in the same manner. You know what I mean? Mm, well yeah. said, and great analogy too, man. Because I think that a lot of times our services become negotiable when the deals start looking wrong. And, right, and, right, and right, that's right, really right. Not and n- now, now, don't get me wrong. With that being, with that being said, uh, with with that being said, you know there are different levels of things that you work with as an entertainer. Mm-hmm. As long as the business is right, I see no, I, I see no problem with working with people on different levels. As long as, as it's beneficiary to the goal of you as a, of you as as your own island of industry. Wow, I, I love that, man. You know, I think oftentimes people don't really look at us as business entities. Even young cats that's getting into the game, they don't really recognize themselves as their own black-owned business. I mean, we well, get so you know, enamored with the lights. Well, you, you, you know, one one really cool thing about one really cool thing about being in the viral age is that um, a lot of young people now, you know, have have far more of an opportunity to see themselves. As an industry, you know, because the internet allows so many different uh, independent opportunities. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, what 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 the internet does for me is um, uh, it cuts out the middleman and it allows me to get at my fans directly and my fans get at me directly. Right. And I think that that's a real cool thing. And 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 um, with that being said, you know, there's a lot of different opportunities that comes along with that middleman being out of the picture so to speak, you know what I mean, as far as as far as uh uh the artists and the fans being able to get at each other, you know. Got it. I I love that. Hey, this is Roddy Perry live on the line right now. We're talking to the man, Carl Thomas. His Twitter is Mr underscore Carl underscore Thomas. You want yes, to get him, holler at him on Twitter and his website is CarlThomasLive dot com. Carl Thomas man, first of all, take me back to um Carl Thomas growing up in Aurora, Illinois, right outside Chicago, mm-hmm. and and take me from that time to becoming Carl Thomas worldwide. Well, sex well it's really it's really crazy because you know I I, I left as a teenager. You know okay. what I'm saying? I I um I did a lot of things. You know the the things that I wanted to do. Not I didn't want to really say that I was in a rush to do this, but I moved really fast. You know, um, and I, I kind of played the. Hey, it's, it's Roddy Bray, Junior Roddy Bray live. That's Carl Thomas.
classic episode. Me and him chopped it up. We had some great stuff. Today, we're going back in the archives. Check this out. First of all, the biggest mistake that I've done was bring Harry on the road with me. He's out of control, okay? that That's the first thing. His I, life I, is spiraling. I thought Harry was going on the road and <laughs> to help you stay on the straight and narrow. Now, no, now, uh-uh. No, now, uh-uh. Can y'all, can y'all, Kevin, can you tell me the story? I know y'all got into some fistfuls recently. Can you tell me, uh-uh. tell the story about the fight. I want to hear the fight story. The fight story uh, about about how much how much Harry's not a friend? Yes. Sure, I can tell you this. Uh, I got into a fight, Rodney, Austin, Texas, right? Yeah. Now, Rodney, a lot of people don't know this, but I throw hands. You good with yours? I come from the shoulders with mine. You know, you you come out your mouth crazy, I'm going to make you pay. You understand what I'm saying? With either the right one or the left one, but you're going to introduce yourself to one of them. I get into a little problem because the owner of the club threw my lady out the club, right? I go up to the owner, I'm like, don't put your hands on my lady. That's my lady. Okay, when I said it, I pushed him. When I pushed him, he called a security guard. Security guards come up, grab me real fast. At this particular time, this is normally when my friends should be around. Harry's one of my friends. I'm in the full Nelson. They're swinging me all over the place. I don't see Harry. Okay, that's that's the first that's the first alarm that goes off. So right. I'm now looking for Wayne. Wayne is my security guard. I'm like, where's Wayne at? Wayne comes up like the man that he is. Grabs the security guards, get him off me. Now after they get him off me. The dude, before they let go, the owner mugged me, Rodney. Like, you know, no. put their hand on your face, right? <laughs> now, when you mug me, it's a, it's a very confusing and difficult time for me because I didn't know how to get his hand off my face, Rodney. I've never been mugged before. <laughs> I just, like if you if you if you've never been mugged, it's a very difficult situation if somebody's whole hand covers your face and they right. had my arms, so I didn't know what to do. So I licked his palm. I no, you it. didn't. I did. I had to, but I did it tough. I growled afterwards. I, uh, uh, like it was, it was a good lick, right? So he was uncomfortable with the fact that his palm was wet. So he he let me go. They let me go. Now at this point in time, I'm free. But now, Rodney, I'm mad. I want to fight. I go back up to the dude. I'm like, don't put your hands on me. I throw two punches. Bink, bink. I got him in a headlock, Rodney. I'm whipping his ass. Here comes Harry out of nowhere. Now that he sees that the fight's in control, he say, Kev, hold him. I'm a sucker punch him. That's what Harry said. I knew it wasn't going to go right because he used the word sucker punch. Okay. Right. <laughs> any, any nigga that say sucker punch in 2009 doesn't mean it. So he said, hold him. I'm a sucker punch him, right? I said, I got him, hit him, Harry. Harry took about 45 seconds to throw the most meaningless punch I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Rodney, I think I think he hit the guy on the thigh. He went for his oh, he face. Did. He hit the guy on the thigh and said, mm, as he hit him. He said, mm. <laughs> That may be the fruitiest punch. <laughs> what I say? Mm. He said, mm. Like, you know, you hit somebody go, mm. <laughs> think he hit him like you know how girls hit when they don't close their fist all the way the open the open palm he hit him with the open palm you know about that right? showing mm. with the, yeah. he said the heel of the hand <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want to get hit with that heel though that heel pretty high at least if you hit in the face the heel might do something but you yo Back in the day, the homie Kevin Hart, my man Harry Goodspeed on the show. Appreciate y'all. Many snippets. We're going in the archives today, playing a lot of good stuff. Y'all stay with me. This is Rodney Perry. 
You're tuning to Rodney Perry Live. We'll play this commercial. I'll be right back. Discovered by chance, the most precious commodity nature has to offer. A gift to life and mankind. Every drop is as pure as nature intended. Natural filtered by layers of volcanic rocks at the King Anne Mountains. A natural water source with an alkaline level of pH 8 to 8.8. Nourished by nature's rich mineral resources for you to enjoy. One of nature's finest alkaline waters, the pinnacle of luxury and health in a bottle. Crystal, nature's alkaline water. There's new dudes to worry about too, ladies. Old dudes. 85, 90. <laughs> used to be you can exclude a dude that was old. Ladies, you can say, this old motherfucker, he ain't, you know, I just take him for a little money, you know. He ain't gonna fuck nothing. Not no more. <laughs> Goddamn Viagra to put the old dude back in the game, you understand me? <laughs> that Viagra, they got Viagra, they got Cialis. <laughs> Cialis keep your dick hard all weekend. <laughs> I don't know who needs this bullshit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even want to deal with no dick all weekend. This motherfucker just all weekend, just knocking shit over. <laughs> I don't need that shit in my life, you know? <laughs> old dudes. This is the thing when you're dealing with an old man. That ain't no normal dick. See, y'all, y'all dealing with these young men, they dick, they just, this the first run. Dick ain't been through nothing. Four, five, eight, or nine pussies, you know what I'm saying? You got an old school dick. That dick done been through. Dick done beat the odds, you know, dick. You know what I'm saying? Dick was right there. We shall over. <laughs> dick made it. Dick, that dick, the old dick to beat all of a nail disease. Built up a tolerance, herpes, got a real sibling. Made it. Don't mess around and get pregnant by no old dick. Don't get pregnant by no old dick. Because the old dick got old semen inside of it. Oh yeah, it'll get you pregnant, but that motherfucker baby might come out seven or eight. <laughs> baby, just step out, but what's going on? You know, Jack Lake. Jack Lake liquid. <laughs> Not them old dudes. That motherfucker shooting out solid. Like <laughs> popcorn, hot and ballin'. Oh. Make noise when it come out. Shoot, shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Fucking <laughs> around to catch one of them in the face and push your eye out. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Shoot. Shoot, shoot. 
me, did he? <laughs> what up, y'all? It's your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuning to Rodney Perry Live. That's Rodney Perry himself, Philadelphia, circa, uh, wow, that's probably 2009, something like that. Yeah, that was a fun time. I'm actually about to release that album on uh, iTunes and Spotify, all the, all the platforms real soon. So uh, it's live from the Philadelphia Laugh House. Uh, on the line, one of the good dudes in the game. Birthday is coming up. Best of the best. Last time we threw a party at 595 North, it was you couldn't get in. Doing it again, March 11th. Young Pisces in the building. You know you're in shape when you can have a double-breasted vest. Show some love. <laughs> Welcome to the show. My man, Dichotomy. What's up, sir? Hey, what's going on, Rodney? How you doing, man? Man, you know I'm a fan, brother, and uh, it's that time again. It is. It is. You didn't have to start it off talking about my vest, though, and that's that's tailored. You know what I mean? That's, that's it's not tailored. Oh, you in shape, D? Now, hold on, let me stop right here, Mr. Vincent. This suit you got in this picture is so cold. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. You know, a I, double, I, I, a double I, breasted I vest. You can't wear that if you're a fat dude. You can't even wear that. I know. You know, they stopped wearing double-breasted suits a while ago. Like, you know, man, so I'm trying to bring it back with the vest style, man. So it was a good look. It was a good look. You're crazy good look, man. Man, you know, like, I mean, I know you're a pretty, um, you you ain't no, I mean, you're a public guy, but you ain't no real flashy, crazy, you know, you ain't popping bottles. Is Is this taking you outside of your comfort zone to do parties like this, you know, for yourself? It it is, man. It is. You know, I, I really kinda like to to, you know, just kinda do my thing and then sit back in the cut. And so being in the, the forefront in this type of environment is a little bit uncomfortable for me. Um, but I think one of the things that helps me out, especially with this, is that even though this is my birthday and it's my birthday show, I really don't make the show about me. I mean, yes, I perform, but it's really about exposing the audience to these super dope artists that I've come across in my travels uh, and exposing those artists to this audience uh, and then also raising money for in Weeks and Hearts of Steel. So I think, you know, by using this as a platform to help other people, give other people exposure and to give back, it kind of helps me, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things. Hey, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. I'm on the line with poet extraordinaire, Dichotomy. It goes down March 11th. Shouts out to the Pisces. What's up, Kenya Crooks? Pete Howard. If you want to see one of the dopest poets, you know, well, I mean, what what would you call the dichotomy stylistically? You know, I mean, I know do, do they do poets like they do comics? Do they try to put you in a box like, oh, you do sexy stuff, or you do conscious stuff, or you do like, do you have to pick that? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the thing about it is just like in comedy and, and really in any genre, they they try to put you in a box, right? And so, you know, for a while, I had been. Uh, called a love poet, and I've actually got one of my albums called Not Just a Love Poet. So even though some of my work uh, does 
um, discuss love and relationships and those type of things. You know, obviously my, my catalog is much more diverse than that. Um, but if mm. you had to put, you know, a, a title on that, that's kind of be, you know, that that's what it would, what I have been labeled as in the past, I would say. Man, I got, I, I got to get some game from you, dog. Now, today's show is about beating the system. Uh, I know the poets have game that us comics don't have. Like in terms of this, like say for instance, you've produced your own uh, CD more than once, right? Now, are you familiar with Sound Exchange? Do you get your royalties from that? No. Uh-uh. So the way that the way that it's done, you know, for me, is that since the whole thing is, and there's a couple of different ways you can do it, right? There are some poets that um, are really serious about it. And my last album, you know, you go and you get the barcode and you get the UPC, so you get the scans and they can keep track of the sales. Um, so the last right. album, I did it that way. But when I first started, it was really just, you know, me in the studio putting it together and whatever I sold hand to hand or, you know, whatever I got uh, from iTunes and Google Play after they took their percentage, that's really kind of how it went. Okay. So is, is that is that different now? I mean, with the digital, all these digital platforms, like, is it, I mean, like, like I can listen to music on 50 different platforms, Spotify. Can I do that with poetry, too? Absolutely, absolutely. There's a, a number of uh, poets that have uh, Spotify channels now where you can, you can, you know, stream their music. And when you get into streaming, right, it's really kind of a, a double-edged sword, and you got to make a decision because – um, the financial gain uh, from streams is not as high as if you sold it, you know, hand to hand, or even if you, you know, sold it over, you know, Google Play or iTunes or something like that. But the level of exposure that you have is much greater. So, I mean, poets, much like you know, a lot of your hip hop artists and even your uh, your musicians and singers uh, are really kind of taking the independent route and really kind of being in more control. I think the digital age gives you that ability to have massive exposure and to really kind of keep uh, a a lot of the the financial gain to to yourself a lot more than in the past. Man, I, I think I think we have more um, more control and more power than we've ever had before. And um, when when I look at a guy like you, like I'm looking at at, at the dichotomy. I mean, you as an individual, you as a brand, like. How do we get the poet to the world? Like, I mean, is it social media? Uh, are there social media sensations like in comedy? Like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, is that is that coming down the pipe? Is that something that you feel like you have to do? Do you have to all of a sudden become this this uh, internet sensation? Is that part of the journey? Yeah, I think that's definitely part of the journey now. I mean, you know, you you say that uh, the poets have. Uh, a little bit of a, a gain uh, that you don't have, but I would suffice to say that the poets have a little bit more difficult because I think that typically when you think of you know shows and performances and those type of things, uh, the poets don't necessarily get a lot of credit um, for our, our our abilities and our talents. And so you have a promoter that may be willing to pay for a musician or they may pay for a comic or a, a comedian, but when it comes to the poet, they're like, oh, well, you know, I'll give you some exposure, you know, because I can get anybody to do that. And so for us, 
you know, it's a lot more difficult to kind of get that exposure. And so what a lot of us have done is really kind of taking control of it ourselves. You have people who have, you know, very large social media followings. That gives us a level to get exposure. And instead of depending on other people to put us on their shows, we're putting together our own shows. Um, you know, you have Queen Sheba. Right. She has, you know, a number of different shows that she does from poetry versus hip-hop to rough language uh, slam. You know, I'm doing my show with uh, oral fixation. So what we're really doing is really just trying to take control of it ourselves and, and putting it out there. But we've definitely got to get better at the at the social media game because that's, that's definitely where it's at these days. It goes down Saturday, March 11th, 595 North, Right here in Atlanta, Georgia, it's all fixation. The best of the best. Dichotomy's birthday edition. So who's rocking with you that night, man? Do you know yet? So it's, it's, yeah, no, so it's actually going to be crazy. So what I've done, this is uh, the fifth year that I've done that. So not only is this my birthday celebration, and actually the show is on March 11th, uh, but today, I guess you could say today is my birthday. I was born on the 29th. And there is no 29th, so some people say it should be the 28th, some people say it should be the 1st, so I'm claiming both days. So today is going to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll say that today is my actual birthday, but uh, on the 11th, we've got, you know, myself that's going to be performing. Uh, we've got a phenomenal vocalist named Desmond Champion. Uh, we have Sandy Red out of Chicago, you know, coming from your hometown. Uh, she's going to come right. rock with us. Uh, and then, uh, in addition to that, what I wanted to do... Uh, in addition to having poets like, you know, George and me uh, come and perform, and, and Abyss is going to be on the stage, uh, I wanted to step it up a notch since it is my birthday and since it's our five-year anniversary. So uh, Noel Gordine, who is, you know, famous for his song, wow. The River, is actually going to be the special I'm a guest. Fan, He's going to be coming fan, yeah. and performing with it. Yeah, yeah. So it should be a good night, man. Noel is a good dude, too, man. Fellow Virgo. He's been on the show before. Just a dope cat, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we we uh, coming out of hunting. He be dressed too. Y'all over. might have y'all might have a, a dress off in that mug. Uh, you you know what? That's the thing. So it is best of the best, man. So you know you know me, and, and we've had our little dressing competition before, and you you kind of disappointed me, you know, the last time that that, that happened. But you brought it back. I didn't know. First of all, I didn't know it was in a competition. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that. I told you that though, Rodney. I told you I was coming with it. I didn't take you serious. I'm going to be ready next time. Just write it okay. down. All right. But, yeah, but with it being the best of the best, so what I've done is I've taken some of the best performers from the previous five shows that are going to come perform, and then we are going to have a best-dressed male and best-dressed female. So, you know, anybody that's coming, not only are we going to present to you the best of the best, we want you to bring out the best of the best. So, you, you know, I know the lady's got that little dress, that cocktail dress in the back with those stilettos that they've been waiting for an event or an opportunity to wear it out to, you know, uh-huh. here it is. And, fellas, if you needed a reason to go get that new outfit, get you that double-breasted vest, you know, this this is Come it. on now. Man, well, what do you how do you describe your style, dog? Cuz you you able to do a lot of things fashion-wise and uh especially in in the world of the poet like everything you do kind of needs to be taken serious. So, do you really have to consider what you're wearing, you know, for each each event? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you do. So, you know, one of my my mentors uh, is a gentleman named Hank Stewart. Uh, And anybody that knows Hank knows that, you know, anytime he is seen anywhere, he always, you know, makes sure that he's dressed appropriately. And that's one of the things that he really kind of instilled in me is that you never really know you know, who is watching you. So whether I am performing at an event or just attending an event, uh, you know, I try to be, you know, pretty uh, meticulous about what it is that I'm wearing. I, I will say that I've come a long way, you know, in, in the fashion journey. I mean, I've, 
I've uh, done everything from worn some some bright yellow uh, pants with a tailored uh, uh, jacket to you know uh, uh, a linen pinstripe outfit, right? So I, I do take some fashion risks, but I think you know at the end of the day, uh, that's really kind of incumbent upon my style. I consider myself to be a diverse and versatile person, and I try to let my my style be indicative of that. Wow, dope, man. Let's do this. This is just just dichotomy. I'm uh, I'm gonna take a little break. When I come back, I want you to drop drop a little piece on it if you can. Just think about it, man. Like you know, something something for the ladies because the ladies is I'm live on uh, Instagram as well right now. The ladies are listening. They like, man, who is this dude? Dichotomy. So let's let's show them. Let's show them. Okay, we'll do. My that. man. Yeah, it's Roddy Perry. We'll be right back with more dichotomy. Stay right there. When a stroke strikes, it spreads like a fire in the brain. The longer it goes undetected, the more damage is done. To spot the signs of a stroke, you have to think and act fast. F. Face. Has their face fallen on one side? Can they smile? A. Arms. Can they raise both arms and keep them there? F. Speech. Is their speech slurred? T. Time. Just like a fire, it's time to call 999 if you see any single one of these signs. The faster you act, the more of the person you save. When stroke strikes, act fast. You're tuning to Roddy Perry Live. Uh, the, the comedy tour is called Fast and Funny. I'm touring right now as we speak. Thank you to the Atlanta Comedy Theater for an incredible weekend. The number, the call the number is 646 646-668-8837. 646-668-8837. Uh, we're talking to Dichotomy, poet extraordinaire, and all-around dope dude. March 11th, Saturday, 595 North, right here in Atlanta, Georgia, from 7 to 12. General admission, 25 bucks. VIP, you can ball out for 40. What? Where they do that at? All fixation. The best of the best. Not only dichotomy, a host of other talented people in the building, and my man, Noel Gordin. Uh, wow. Dichotomy. What? Man, this is going to be a crazy night, man. It is, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So we got we still got tickets available. Um, you can go to and I keep saying oral fixation, but it's oral a u r a l. So I want to make sure it's people know that it's oral. A-U-R-A-L. Not oral. Yeah. yeah. So it's a u r a l fix twenty seventeen dot eventbrite dot com. So you can still get tickets at oral fix twenty seventeen dot eventbrite dot com. Do do you 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 killing it on so many levels? Can you give us a piece, dog? Yeah, I'll give you a little something, man. I'll give you a little something. So you wanted me to to, uh, to do something specifically for the ladies. So what I uh, what I want to do, I'm I'm gonna do that piece that we wrote together, man. You, you know, you remember the piece that that we wrote together. You just wanted me to kind of say it on, on our behalf. Everybody, yeah, don't hold on, wait, wait. So, Okay, all right, all right yeah, ahead, I, I'll do that. All right, first of all. Let me apologize for what it is that I'm about to say to you. 
Because normally as gentlemen, there would be no reason that we would come and speak this way to you. But I have sat quietly by and watched other men lie when all you wanted them to do was say the truth. Spit lines that they think will allow them to have their way with you. Confuse the fact that you have game as an invitation to play with you. Do what they think needs to be done just so that they can lay with you. And at the same time, they're already trying to come up with their excuse as to why they get to get up early in the morning and can't stay with you. Too busy watching Love Jones trying to be that brother to the night to spend the day with you, claiming to worship the ground that you walk on, yet they look perplexed when you ask for them to pray with you because their approach is predictable. See, they're at the bar trying to purchase your emotions with mixed liquor. Brag you that they make six figures, tell you that they're six bigger and that they can lick your lips quicker, but it figures. Because a man that lacks substance must make claims that he can't substantiate, while a real man just is, because by definition we can't be fake. You see, we're not trying to get you in bed, but instead we're asking why can't we wait. Because we know that that date's been predetermined and we can't be fake. Besides, a real man knows that if he's patient, the day will come when you'll let him hit it from the back so hard that you can't see straight. But if we allow that to happen now, we can be lovers, but we will never be mates. So instead, we would much rather wait. Have the kind of love that only God creates want us to have a bond so tight that we are able to gauge each other's eyes after it's over and say, damn, ain't we great, because we realize that it's much more than a cute face and slim waist that makes you fly. You see, we're more concerned about what are your past, what motivates you, what makes you cry. Want to be the motivating force when you think you can't, we make you try, trying to travel to the depths of your soul only to take you high. See, as men, we're just trying to make sure that while you ladies are waiting for your <sighs> exhale, that you're not actually waiting for your ex. Hell, trying to keep that dude around you that you know is no good only makes it more difficult for the next male. And we know that you're looking at us thinking that we're nice guys, but secretly when you get home, you hope that other dude hits you on your iPhone, Blackberry, or next tail, but we all know that he won't because he's too busy hitting the next tail. And when you answer your phone, we know that he's out there hitting the next tail. So on behalf of every man, let me end this poem much the same way I began by saying that I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the things that I felt the need to say to you. Because normally as gentlemen, there would be no reason we would come and speak this way to you. But if I just say that chivalry is alive, you would think that I'm alive, so I'm going to go ahead and say the truth. That we do want to lay with you. We do want to have our way with you, but we also want to pray with you and spend the rest of our days with you. So just take our hand accept our apology, and make what we say the truth. Yo, man, let me tell you something, dude. I mean, let me ask you this. I don't think I ever asked you this before. When you're writing a piece, like, when do you know it's done? Like, like when you were writing that, when you sat down, like, you know, did you have the topic? Did you just, or does it, or does it come to you in a dream? What's the process? Yeah, I mean, it comes all kind of different ways. I've had poems that I've sat down and wrote within 30, 45 minutes. I have poems that have taken me years to write. I mean, that poem initially was supposed to be an erotic piece, right? I was going to start off by apologizing for all the nasty things that I was about to say uh, in the poem. But when I started writing and, and went through the process, it took me in a completely different direction. And it was more about chivalry. It was more about you know, trying to confirm the fact that there are still, you know, those men out there who want to go about it the right way and go through the courting process. So, I mean, it's, it's much like, you know, the, the, similar to the writing process with, with comedy, I, I'm assuming. But for me, it's just you sit down and wherever the poem takes you, it takes you. And it's not done until it's done. You, you just have a feeling. You just know, you know, when, it, when it's complete. So, so a piece like that, I mean, it, it's a few minutes long. What's the runtime, maybe? 
three minutes? Yeah, about yeah, about three to four minutes. Three to four minutes. How many pages is that? Like written pages? Uh, that's probably you know two pages. Yeah, two two and a half pages between two to three pages, easy. Okay, okay. So you have the idea, you write it. When do you start to go? When do you go into performance mode? You know, like you know what I mean? Because you're 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 a performer. I mean, you, there, right. there are people that just write poetry that that aren't what you are. So you're also a performer. Right. So not only are you a writer, but you're a performer. So when do you take it from the page, that thing, to the performance piece? Yeah, so so I'll say this about uh, spoken word artists, and I, I say this all the time. Like, there's a difference between, um, you know, a writer and an author, an author and a poet, and a spoke and a poet and a spoken word artist. Uh, and the thing about being a spoken word artist is that you have to be all of those. You have to be a writer first. You have to understand, you know, the dynamics of the English language. Uh, and then, as an author, you have to be able to tell a story through your poetry. Uh, and then the poet is going to give it, uh, you know, some rhyme or cadence associated with it, but it's the spoken word portion of it that turns it into a performance art. Uh, and that's when you are, you know, taking what you've written on the page and bringing it to life and, and making those people feel um, what you felt when, when you wrote it. And so, you know, there's a, I've written, you know, in all of my CDs, I probably have 75 poems that I've written. I probably have half of those memorized. And so, you know, those are the ones that, you know, I really kind of, that touch me uh, that I think people can relate to and, and that they can, you know, kind of learn from. I say as a poet, you don't necessarily have to agree with everything I say, but if I can evoke an emotion or a conversation, then, you know, then, then my job is done. And so that's when I really kind of take it to the performance level is when I understand that this is, you know, this is something that can touch somebody. And even if they don't agree with it, it's at least going to make them think. Uh, I'm, I'm live here on, uh, on, um, on uh, Instagram as well. And somebody said hashtag storyteller. Is that something we can look forward to down down the line, maybe for a dichotomy, maybe directing, producing? I mean, because essentially you're a storyteller. So can we see? You think you'll evolve into those other lanes of entertainment? Yeah, I mean that's definitely something I want to do. The amazing thing about you know, like I said, being a spoken word artist is that you are you're a writer first. You're a writer. You're an author. You're all of those things. And so I've had some very very dope poets around me that I've learned from. Um, so one of my favorite poets uh, here in Atlanta is is Tommy Bottoms. And so Tommy Bottoms mm-hmm. actually wrote a hip hop poetry spoken word stage play called Educated Gangster, where he took you know, a bunch of poems, and he turned it into a stage play. And so, um, you know, kind of looking at what he's done with that, that's something that I want to do with my writings is kind of take, you know, all of the poems and all the stories that I have, collectively put them together and, and create a stage play out of that. So that's definitely something that you can you can look forward to from me in the future. Yo, you can check out this young man, March 11th, All Fixation, that's A-U-R-A-L, Fixation, all6217.eventbrite.com. Get your tickets. General admission, 25 bucks VIP. You can ball out for 40. What? Crazy. It's the birthday edition. Best of the best. Dichotomy, man. I can't thank you enough for yes, coming sir. on, bro. 
I appreciate it. So real quick, um, I also want to say that the the event itself, outside of it being a birthday party for me, uh, is I am uh, using it as a fundraiser for a good friend of mine named Ian Weeks. He is a uh, a father of four and a husband who is currently on the list for a heart transplant. Uh, And so he's had some recent complications. And so what I want to do is to try to take out some of the financial burdens that he has as he goes through this through this journey. And so uh, in addition to, you know, coming and having a good time, we, we're partying with a purpose. So we will be, you know, kind of raising money for Ian Weeks and the Hearts of Steel Foundation. Well, I'm, I'm familiar with Ian Weeks, man. I think I think he's a, uh, he's a trooper. And, you know, after going through the, you know, the health thing, it's called Hearts of Steel, hashtag Hearts of Steel. And he's at Hearts of Steel 1, on IG, if you want to, you want to um, just just find out about it, find out about his story. Um, uh, yeah, you you definitely can donate. Uh, check out at Hearts of Steel One. He's talking to Funny Mama, who's who's listening right now. She wants to be a part of it. Um, in terms of of the charity, man, how how did you decide to be a part of it, bro? Yeah, so I mean, it, I, I met Ian at uh, at Hank's White Linen event several years ago, uh, and just the the similarities between his family and mine. Um, so when I was very young, my father uh, got sick, uh, and so uh, I was very familiar with kind of what not only he was going through, but his kids as well. So he has three boys and a girl. Um, you know, I've got there were three boys and a girl in, in my family, and so I really kind of took to him and, and had that conversation. And, and as I you know looked at uh, and had conversations with him about kind of what he was going through and, and seeing just the strength and the faith that he had uh, just in himself uh, and in in God and, and everything else. I was just moved to uh, to want to help him. And I told him at that point, I was like, you know what, I am here for the long haul. So whatever I can do at any opportunity uh, that I can take to help you out uh, as you go through this journey, I'm, I'm going to do it. And so I've been doing this show five years running to, to raise money for him, and, and it's been very successful. And, and uh, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be through all the way until they get that heart transplant. So we're looking forward to that day. Wow, that's awesome, man. You know, I went through some health challenges myself, man, and, and you just never know yeah. when you're going to be thrust into those situations. I mean, we take so much for granted, man, and and for you to reach out to 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 somebody else, man, that that makes you kind of part angel in my book, bro. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I, I mean, I look at it like this. I'm not doing anything that I'm not supposed to do, right? I mean, anytime we're – and you, you do this all the time. You use your platform, uh, you know, to help people. And I think whenever we're given, you know, those type of opportunities, uh, it's our responsibility to, you know, to, to reach back and help those that are around us. And so, you know, when I've got people around me like yourself and, and Hank, it, it's hard for me not to do that. So, you know, I, I don't look at it as me doing anything other than what I'm supposed to be doing, so – Awesome. Hey, the man's name is Dichotomy. If you don't know, now you do. Do yourself a favor. Go see this show. It's a great live show. I'm telling you, if you got, if it's a date night or whatever you want to do, take your lady out. I mean, for less than a hundred bucks, you can have a, a really great evening out. Promise you, guaranteed satisfaction, guaranteed. He's at Dichotomy Poetry social media. He's a powerhouse. He's going to come dressed to the nines. You're not changing clothes, is you? You already know, man. That's I, I got to do that. So what, what I'm doing this time, though, normally I change clothes a couple of times. Since it's the best of the best, what I've decided to do is I'm going to wear an outfit from each of the previous oral fixations. So I'll wear one mm. for 
each of the previous shows, uh, and then you know I might have a little something special at the end. But yeah, that's 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 the trademark, man. Gotta gotta have the wardrobe changes. Man, you know you fly as hell. Hey, I heard it's gonna be up to five changes. That's what Socialite in the city say. He said you gonna drop five and you are gonna say the best the new joint for last. Yeah, it's the it's the fifth year, man. It's five years, so that's that's what we're going with. So I am I'm putting out the challenge to all the fellas, um, you know, for the best of the best dress contest. I, I challenge anyone right now to to come to the show, wearing your flyers, uh, and and take me on head on. I will, you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. If you win, you win. We got something special for the winners. Uh, and back to what you were saying, as far as it being a great night, uh, you know, a lot of ladies come out. It's a ladies' night out. You know, we have. Females that have come and bought tables. We have guys that come and bring their girls out. It's an excellent date night. You've got live music, poetry, vocalists. They've got a full bar uh, and a dinner menu. So you can really kind of make a night of it. You can come, eat, drink, enjoy some wonderful entertainment. Just make a night of it. Man, you know, the VIP is almost sold out. VIP is almost sold out. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we got some regular tables left, but the the VIP is is almost done. So we've got you know another week and a half before the show starts. If you don't have your tickets now, I suggest that you get them as soon as possible. I've been doing it for five years, and every single year it has sold out. So I don't expect anything less this year, especially with my man Noel coming through. So, man, that's huge. Hey, man, dude, I I, I got to look at my calendar. If I'm in town, I'm there. I appreciate I don't, it. I, I'm going to try my best not to miss this. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That means a lot to me, Rodney. Uh, so it would be it'd definitely be good to see if you could if you could come through. So uh, you got an open invitation. I have a um, a seat waiting for you at the at the, at the the bar. Yeah, I know I'm going to be in the corner somewhere. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, thanks for coming on the show. His name is Dichotomy. He got them lyrics for you. Oh, last thing, Dichotomy, Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj, do you, do you got, I mean, as a writer, as a person that, that specializes in writing and, and yeah. you're a poet, I mean, they're essentially poets, like, um, is, do you got, do, is there, do you have an issue with people that have ghostwriters? Um, I do, uh, actually, you know what I mean? Just because yeah. for me, uh, when you look at, poetry and hip-hop particularly, it's a lot different than, like, vocalists or singers, right? So singers have people that write the songs for them, uh, but there's a certain, um, you know, when you go through the writing process, there's just something about that, that it's supposed to be yours, right? Those words, those feelings, those emotions, and and especially, you know, when you get into lyrics, because, again, as a spoken word artist, you have to be a writer first. You have to understand, you know, what uh, metaphors and similes and, and all those things are. So anybody that that has them write themselves for it. If you look at where hip hop came from and poetry, it, it was organic. It was, you know, mono e mono and man versus man. So, you know, what's going on today with ghostwriters and all of that, I, I take issue with it as a as a writer myself. There's some people that don't, uh, but I'm I'm a little bit of a purist. So yeah, I, I would have an issue with that. Wow, interesting. Uh do you let me ask you, you Rodney, do you have yeah. do you have an issue if you know that there are comedians who have writers who you know, write some of their jokes for them. What are your What are your thoughts on that? Like, what do you? How do you feel about that? I mean, you know what? That is a great question, man. Um, Kevin Hart, who's a great friend of mine, has writers, and his writers are my friends. Um, right. 
It is it is kind of a community process, especially as you ascend to the higher levels. You have to churn out so much material that you do need some help. You know, I think you have to be clear on what your voice is before you allow people to write for you, though. Like, like okay. you got to know, okay, that, that's not really my voice. You know what I mean? And so more than, more than to safeguard the actual words, it's to safeguard who you are. So I don't have a problem right. with a writer. Like, I, I know, I, like my, my best friend writes for Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart is the only person in the world that I know of that's ever given a writer credit. All these dudes have writers. Uh, Chris okay. Rock has writers. Eddie Murphy has writers. Uh, 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 Richard Pryor had writers. But to give them credit on the album or something, Kevin Hart, as far as I know, is the only guy that has done that, which is amazing. Okay. All right. That so makes I sense. think, but but what's taboo in our world is stealing jokes. Right. Well, and that happens in the poetry world, too. We've had people steal poems, steal lines of poems and all that. So, yeah, I really? mean, you know. I mean, y'all, y'all, like, y'all, so y'all, so beautiful and pro, you know, y'all beautiful people. So do do we do we get do we get grimy though? Like yo, son, that's my line though. Oh yeah, no, that's. I mean, there's definitely been some some poetry beats. There's been I've seen where people have gotten snatched off the stage. I've seen where the hosts have gotten up and been made the person come back up and give credit to who they stole the poem from. So I mean, Ooh. don't don't be fooled by the by the love poems and the finger snaps, man. At the end of the day, you know, we we are still artists and, and we serious about our ish, man. Yeah, well said. Hey man, it goes down March eleventh. Thank you, Dichotomy, for coming on the show. General admission is still left. VIP is almost sold out. It's the best of the best. Dichotomy's birthday edition, five nine five North, right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Do not miss this. What? Thank you, brother. Hey, y'all, the lines are wide open. If you want to call in the show, I got about 25 minutes left. Who is this? Uh, 404, you all Rodney Perry. What's up? Thanks for holding. Oh. Talk about points. The number, 646-668-8837. 646 646- Six six eight 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 three seven. Let me tell y'all something. Whatever y'all want to talk about for the next twenty five minutes, I'm here for you. Let's chop it up. Let's talk about poetry. We can talk about comedy. I know mommy wanted to talk comedy with your boy. Uh so yeah, just holler at me, man. Let me see. Boom, boom, boom. You know what? Let me do this. Let me take a little break. And then I'm gonna come back. Uh, this is Rodney Perry. Just then, uh, I guess we gotta clear this shit up before we get going. Uh, but down low, brothers, make some noise. Down low. <laughs> Fuck ass, down low, brother. It used to be just the women that had to worry about these guys, fellas. You got to worry about the down low. They say the down low brother can look at you. I see if you're down with that bullshit. They can look at you, dog. Let me tell you something. I don't even make eye contact with dudes no more. You understand me? I don't look at no dudes more than a couple seconds. Boom, and I move on. And I keep blinking so it can't get no bead on me. You got to blink. Because the down low brother never blink. He go his whole life without blinking. Just right here waiting on you to slip up. 
brand new respect for the regular old gay dude. At least he committed to his gaiety. <laughs> gaiety, that's the word. Stay with me. Come on, we all got a gay cousin or uncle or something. If you got somebody gay in your family, make some noise. You got somebody gay? I know some of y'all don't want to clap. Because you got people that was gay before you knew what gay was. When you was a kid, you didn't know what gay was. I got my cousin Tony. We didn't know. All we knew, we playing kickball. This motherfucker hula hooping like a motherfucker. We playing football. He double dutching with the girl. He like, said, come on, man. Stop fucking Tony, man. My cousin Tony been gay all his life. My cousin Tony was a gay baby. He used to lay in his crib and cry like this. And this is the thing, ladies. Every man likes something different. Look around the room. It's different, different guys, different different walks of life. Every brother from Hey, y'all, it's your boy Roddy Perry. We are back in full effect. Yo, Roddy Perry, A18LA. What up? Yo, what up, Rodney? This is MC Nice, man. Oh, don't even do it to the home. What's up, baby boy? <laughs> What's up, man? I got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> who is, who would, in your opinion, would be like the next uh, comedian coming up, like the young comedians out there. Who do you feel is is like the next you? Wow, that's a great that's a great question, man. Who's up next? Um, wow. Uh, I like I like this cat Gerard Carmichael. Uh, he has mm-hmm. he's uh he's he's on TV. Uh, he's a brilliant comedian. He, he puts you in the mind of like a Dave Chappelle stylistically. Um, who else? Uh, Childish Gambino, who's also have a, has a music career. He's also a right. pretty pretty comedian. Uh, somebody said Brandon T. Jack- Brandon T. Jackson is very funny. Um, but yeah, I think I think as you know, just a, a snap answer to the question. Maybe one of those guys. Uh, a, Le- a Levar Walker, who is here in Atlanta, very brilliant comedian. Um, Carlos Miller, right here in Atlanta, man. This dude is like knocked down funny, man. Carlos Miller is knocked down funny, and uh, huh. he could be the, he could be the next guy. <clears throat> okay, but another question: Do you think we'll ever get back to like the era of? Remember when, um, when, where they had the uh, uh, Eddie Murphy with the uh, um, I just went blank on the question, but the Eddie Murphy, the Martin Lawrence's, you know, the era where the Wayans and all them, and, and uh, what's the mm-hmm. dude that did, uh, you know, where they had the comedy shows that were like filled with musical stuff in them. Robert Townsend, like the the whole Robert Townsend, like, like, like the Variety Partners, Robert Townsend Partners in Crime. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, this is the thing. You can only have a first once. So we've been privy in our lifetime to see a lot of firsts. Uh, somebody said DC Youngfly. DC Youngfly is definitely on that list. I don't know if he can't commit to stand-up comedy because the worst thing you could do is, as a comedian is get famous too early, right? So... Um, when you think of errors, you think of you think of Eddie Murphy, 
You think of, you know, Saturday Night Live. Eddie Murphy was on Saturday Night Live when no other black person was on there. You know, or you look at a guy like, um, you look at the, the, the insurgents of Deaf Comedy Jam. You know, when that took hold, I mean, that was, that was, was that made stars because it was a first. It be, be, you know, later on in my era, there were less stars made because it was less first. So right. it's time it's time for a reinvention of sorts. It's time to, for a new show, you know, a new a new uh, thing. And social media might Fucking be that. In living color meets Saturday Night Live. Maybe something like that, you know, something like that. I mean, we saw Key and Peele rise, you know, that's because they did something that was the same but new. So, right. um, in my opinion, uh, guys that can do sketch aren't necessarily stand-ups, though. So it's kind of a different mm. animal. But, you know, like like DC uh, Young Fly again, and he's, he's like one of those guys coming down the pipe. You know, I, I don't know if he's gonna if he if he can maintain the stand up heat though. You know what I mean? And not right. taking anything away from him, but I, I respect him because he's actually working out in our world to become better, and that's dope. You know, to me. Okay, what do you think is the evolution of of of, of a comedian like? How do how how do you think they're going to evolve to either make it fun even more funnier or it will just be always stand up jokes? Like what is the evolution? Well, well, stand up is stand up. Stand up is a pure art form. Like you'll never see Rodney Perry like dissing the the the, the viral sensation. Somebody just mentioned Country Wayne. I don't know if you're familiar with him, uh, MC Nice, nope. but this dude has a million followers on Facebook. And people come out to see him. So he started to do stand-up. He's maybe two years in the stand-up, but he's getting to perform. Um, so he he's a part of the evolution. The evolution is social media. But right. the art form of stand-up doesn't change. So there's a group of people that, that are evolving. and find, Like, what, what, what has evolved is how people find the light. Like, for me, my era, you had to get on television. This new group, they're becoming famous on their cell phones. Right. And that's dope. So I think the evolution is how we find the light. Netflix is a dope platform. Uh, I mean, you got you got product over there. You know what that is. Um, uh, and we as consumers, are cons- we are programming. So... Even even when we consume television, is changing. So you just got to figure out as an artist how to get your product to the end user, you know. And we used to have to go through the infrastructure of Hollywood to do that. You don't have to do that anymore. Right. The independent comedian is that guy right now. Right. And and I do, right. for me personally as a businessman, I'm always looking for ways to own me. You know, you and I have had those conversations. Like, I had um, had people come to me. They wanted to record me, and you know, and 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 you know, send my stuff out to all of the digital platforms. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, I don't need you. Why do I need you to record right. me? I can I can pay a guy one time 
rather than split my residuals forever with you. Right. And so that right. that deal, I mean, where that deal might make sense to so, a current Okay. Well, will we see? So will we see more comedic albums? Cause we, you know, we there used to be a time Absolutely. like Richard, Richard Pryor and uh, yeah. What'd you say? I, I think I was talking to one of my buddies, and I think vinyl was going to make a comeback. I'm about to release mm-hmm. a vinyl album. I'm gonna release an album on vinyl. A collector's <laughs> item. You only, I'm only gonna print like 300 of them. And you go if you if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Righteous. I mean, you yeah, you you open my good. nose. You open my nose to 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 the possibility of maybe getting a Grammy and stuff like that. You schooled me on that, so. Hey man, I never forget that. Right. Uh, Lil Ron Ron is funny. He blowing up on social media, even though his character is a cartoon. Lil Ron Ron is a cartoon. That's dope. We going. We're gonna be on vinyl. Huh. So I'll be looking for your social light to help me get the word out. Right. Rip Michael. All right, man. I'm with you. Just wanted to say what's up. Hey man, thanks for the call, bro. Hey man. Right. Hey, whatever y'all want to talk about, y'all can talk about it. I got uh, 13 more minutes. The number is 646-668-8837. Rip Michael's one of those guys that's about to take it to another level. Uh, he shares the same distinction I do in terms of winning the Bay Area Comedy Competition. My man, you've seen him a while now. What's up, Rip? I see you, baby. I see you. know what I love about social media? This is what I love. That I can sit in my home and I can look out and watch people and be like, yo, that dude doing it. You know, I like that. I like to be able to, because otherwise you can't take, uh, I talked about Remy a little bit. Remy Ma went in on Nikki. Is Nikki done? I say no. What do y'all say? I say no. What's up, princess? Let me see. Let me see if I can find this Remy Martin. This lady, somebody pissed off this lady named Remy Martin. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is uh, Remy Martin? Let me. Is this it? Complex.com. Let me find it. Hey, man. I'm trying to get slim like you, Rip. Roll seven miles on my bike today. Yeah, I think this is it. It's pulled up on SoundCloud. I'm about to I'm about to play this Remy Ma. Y'all tell me what y'all think. This this lady is is a maniac. Oh, to the comedians, what do y'all think about uh, Jess Hilarious going in? On Corey Holcomb, I mean, as as a comedian, it's kind of it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I support the internet sensations, but if people start just going in on vets like that, that's kind of whack to me. Am I tripping? Or the tracking in? Okay, how do I find? Can somebody send me the link? Remy Ma, Remy Ma smashed this girl in the face. I somebody sent me another thing the other day, and it was like, um, 
Like Nicky Barnes, I'm the big homie. I responded in less than 48 hours. Nick knows he's getting close like Nick Jonas. Flipping the gaze and blazed off, face off, bitch. Nicholas Cage, you animated like Nickelodeon. You fake bitch. Only the kids believe in you. You think, Nick. Now when I shoot Nick at night, they won't understand it. I'm wailing out. About to hit Nick with the cannon. How are you on the BMA acting like you hood? Way across the stage talking about Mighty Whip's good. That's Hannah Montana. She was always happy. You only fronted on Mariah because Mariah don't carry. Try to disrespect Taylor because Taylor wasn't swift enough. Taylor's every no girl. When you pick the biscuit up and jealous, but she was happy when they took me. Best Thing ever happened to you is when they booked me. You said you never fucked Wayne. How stupid I look, be get the picture. I'll expose you. I'm kind of a bully. You name yourself Nicky Lewinsky, the mind of a rookie. Cause you was sucking his dick and now he's tired of your nookie. You claim you never fucked Drake. Now that's where you took me. You fucked the whole empire. Who's trying to be cookie? Boogie down bunk. I come out of the boogie to let you know. Real bitches never lie on these cookies. And stop talking numbers. You signed a 360 deal with young money, through cash money, through Republic, which means... First of all, ain't nobody making money. But I bet nigga got more money than goddamn Remy Ma. Remy Ma just got out of jail. She ain't got no money. Independent is good if you, if you, if you hot. If you not hot, independent is some bullshit, because you got to pay for everything. I'm independent. Independent is some bullshit. <laughs> If you're not hot. <laughs> you go through five niggas before you touch it. Any videos, promotions come out of your budget. Endorsements. Oh, in the box of mine, I'm taking Remy Ma all day. Remy Ma big. Remy no little chick. Nicki Minaj get out them ass deflated fuck with Remy Ma. I say finger fuck it. You make like 35 cents off a piece suck it. I own my master's bitch independent. So for every sale I do, you gotta do like 10. Stop comparing yourself to Jay. You not like him. You a motherfucking worker, not a boss like Grim. You're done. Some pop chicks ain't get the news yet. Bitch, I pop chicks, yeah, and I'm the new vet. I kill rappers, and you good as that, bitch. Talking shit up. It's, it's, it's too long for me. I can't take it. I can't take it, Dan's wife. Okay, Dan, this is what happened. So... There's a picture of this young lady, Jess Hilarious. She's actually auditioning from Wilder now. And she got it. She booked it. So apparently, she took a picture with her son. She's in the nude. Her son is like in some underwear. And he's like maybe three or four. Right? Corey Hopper saw the pictures like, yo, this is messed up. Uh, these women feminizing they men. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. These are my words, not his. It was much harsher. So she got wind of that, and she went in, internet style, the, the jump cuts that you see on the internet, split screen the whole night. She killed it. She called him the wild and out janitor. Should Cody Holcomb respond? Cody Holcomb is the, uh, the bigger talent. Comedian, been doing comedy for years. Vet. Should other vets Jump in and be like, yo, you know, you don't just do vets like that, home little girl. Wow. What y'all think? I don't know. That's the food for thought, man. It's right here. I got to go. That's our show for the day. Nicki Minaj. Um, Remy Ma.
Is it good for hip hop? Maybe. But I don't know. Because it's social media involved. And so Remy got her social people. They got her social people. And people don't know that this is not real. So they be trying to really do real shit. Stupid. All right. I got to go. Yeah. Roger Perry out.